Yo, Nick, are you down? I don't know, Lucas. I'm not not down. Are you down? Not not down. And three, and two, and one, two, three, four. Welcome to Not Not Down. It is episode 74. How are we doing, Lucas? 74, 75. I'm pretty sure it's 74, because I think last week was 73. Hold on. Let me double check. Oh, my God. Yep, 74. Yeah, okay. See, we are professional podcasts. We remember the numbers that we do. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Numbers, 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 numbers. Well, Nick and I just got done fig- trying to figure out what our clear the airs are, and we started down the rabbit hole of whether he or I was in the wrong in regards to his quote. What would what do you call it? Your trick or your like? I would. It was a joke on my story, and we we discussed it and got into a little bit of a tiff, a little bit of an argument last week because Lucas thought. I made a bad joke, and I thought Lucas had uh, rocks for brains because he didn't understand my joke. But the joke, for anyone who didn't listen, is I posted on the story my girlfriend in good lighting with the caption saying, like, bottomless mimosas, the before. And then the next picture that I posted, like, eight hours later, was me looking very disheveled and uh, bloated on the couch saying, with the caption, bottomless mimosas, the after. So, Lucas was saying that it should have been the same person and the first and the second picture. Go ahead. I still think it should be the same person. I saw the picture and it did make more sense, but I still stand behind me thinking it should be the same person. That being said, I will admit it made somewhat sense when I saw the pictures side by side. Okay, somewhat sense. I, I feel like that's still kind of a cop-out, not saying it did make sense, because it did make sense. I'll, how about this? I'll just say, I'll just say, and I apologize. the other evidence, okay. I'll the other... apologize for giving you a hard time. Okay, so have you apologized? You, you haven't said, I'm sorry yet. I said, I apologize for giving you such a hard time. Okay, all right, I accept your apology. Thank you. Um, that feels delicious. That's really Next good. Next time I get the same person. Next time I get the same person. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Next time it'll be the same person. No big huh. deal. <laughs> so um, that was our clear the air. Is there any other like clear the airs other than Lucas and I clearing the air with each other as we're arguing about something? Uh, clear the air. No, I don't think so. What did we talk about? I don't even know what we're talking about. This yeah, is like, I don't think I don't think it's like this, a full I clear the air. I swear, after each episode, we like it's like you we men in black each other like we take out the the and it's like i don't know what we talked about i have to you tell me so i have to look back at my notes if i have in my notes to clear the air then it reminds me of the episode otherwise i don't fucking know what we talked about so how about that that's fair hey we've been doing this for a while now so some of the episodes kind of tend to blend together just a wee bit um it's, it's like interstellar over here i've actually never seen that movie Oh, you need to go see that. Oh, boy. Okay, I, okay. do I really need to see it? Like, I feel like it's been out for a long time, and I just missed the boat. There's a bunch of movies where sometimes you just miss the boat, and you miss the boat, and, like, that's it. The boat's gone. You're not getting on the boat. It's neither here nor there. So, like, why bother? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, 
it's not really like a clear the air, clear the air, but like last week in the polls, we talked about if Kanye and Kim are getting back together. And I saw, I think it was like today, Pete Davidson and MGK took over yeah. the Calvin Klein Instagram account and did like an ad for uh, Calvin Klein underwear. Mm-hmm. And I saw some of the, the screenshots of what happened there. And it was... Uh, it was something, but I, I, I think Kanye should be quaking in his boots. It, it was, uh, it was appalling. It was shocking. It was uh, Disturbing, provocative, terrifying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't tune in, but I, I have seen on Instagram like the meme pages making fun of them. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what the point was, but I obviously get the point. It was an ad for Calvin Klein. I think it got the job done. It got us all talking about Calvin Klein. But that being said, like, congrats. I don't know. I think so. I mean, it's just something interesting where, like, people are talking about it, but do you really want to buy the underwear after seeing those images that we saw? Because I don't, no. I don't think so. I'm not, like, more compelled to buy Calvin Klein after You're right. Seeing- I don't think it got us talking about it, but it didn't make me more compelled to buy it. I think, in general, it's a good idea to have a pair of Calvin Klein underwear just to have especially i think the white ones they make me look good when i'm like naked and or not naked but when i'm only wearing the white calvin klein underwear i think it makes me look kind of makes me look a little sexy so whoa a little sexy in my calvins okay i think right now we're already doing a better job than pete davidson and mgk did selling calvin klein's you see the thing is I recently purchased more underwear and i got the calvin klein ones even though like did you get white or black though I got black, but I did not yeah. get white. So now I think I need to get a pair of like a white pair to see if I look a little bit sexier than that. The thing is, I'm a little bit pale, Lucas. Like you have the benefit. The thing is, of, is you are white. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it'll be like like ooh, did Nick just like blur out his junk? Uh, nope, just kidding. That's how he actually looks. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's that. And I've now been. I haven't been. I haven't gone on any beach vacations or boating vacations or anything like that in a couple of months so my tan lines are gone like they're mm-hmm. they're gone it's just full cheese stick from top to bottom oi cheese stick. yeah oi oi is indeed yeah but uh, i am going to mexico in the beginning of january so hopefully the the tan lines come roaring back there you go i i wish mm-hmm. you well with the tan lines just roaring back roar <laughs> roar <laughs> Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Well, I mean, other than that, okay. So, Lucas, um, you went wine tasting this weekend. Let's jump into, uh, do we got some stories from the weekend? Mm, I went wine tasting and I drank more wine than I would have liked. It was for a birth, it was for a friend's birthday. We went to Rosenthal Winery in Malibu and then that was a lot of fun. I, they're good friends of mine. I helped them set up. We, yeah, we started bright and early. We got to Malibu, I think at like 1130. We left, uh, my, I left my house at nine to go to Westlake Village, got to Westlake Village about 1030 after picking up my sister. Then from there, we ordered Ubers, started drinking bright and early, got to Malibu around 1130 and it was off to the races. Um, there was no holding back. And, um, then from there, we went to another winery in Westlake Village, which you have been to, the one, um, called Stonehouse. That was a lot of fun. And then the night did, continued there and it did not end as early as I would have liked. It was one of those 4 a.m. nights that you am not proud of. 
But hey, they happen, they come and they go, and you hope to never do them again. But sporadically, they you just have to embrace them. Okay, well, that's a very not-not-down kind of move of yours. Honestly, look, if every now and then you don't, like, you don't go out and then kind of come to at four in the morning being like, what in God's name have I done? Then I don't think you're really living. You're, you're closing yourself in a little bit. Um, maybe yeah. get out there just a bit more. Don't but do it that I, often. If you're doing it like yeah. every weekend, then it's like, okay, maybe that's we want to pump the brakes. Yeah, but yeah. every now and then, eh, not too big of a deal. So this was, this was every now, and then we won't do it until then. Far, yeah. far away then. So yeah, that was my weekend. So how was your weekend? You were in okay. Seattle. Wait, actually, before we jump to my weekend, there you sent us a Snapchat of something that you were doing at the winery that I thought was pretty suspect. So mm. Lucas sends, yeah, oh, 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 he doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Lucas oh, I do. Snapchat, Are you talking about the the charcuterie board? No, I'm talking about the sandwich. Lucas, someone they catered this event, oh. and Lucas was shoving sandwiches in his pocket like uh like a a, a starving. I don't know, like a starving college kid or something. He literally was putting disgusting sandwiches in the pockets of his nice clothing. Like, why would you ever do that? First of all, they what were amazing sandwiches. They weren't disgusting sandwiches. And Where it were they was from? more it was more so from as a joke than like just putting it in my like then sneaking it out. These are my good friends. I helped set up. I got the sandwiches with them. And I wanted to send a Snapchat with the sandwich in my pocket and I had other stuff to carry. So it was also easier to carry that way. So you risk getting mustard all over the inside of your pockets just for like a joke. No, I knew there was no, uh, there were, there was no con. You were putting the condiments separately. So there, I made sure not to put the condiments on it. It was a condiment less sandwich. Okay. See, like you don't see these things in the Snapchat. Exactly. That's what makes it a better Snapchat. Okay, it makes it way worse because it's not as funny. But okay, I, I see what you mean. Where were these sandwiches from? Because I think that's a big factor. No, I think they were literally from like Jersey Mike's or something. This oh, Dirty one. Mike's? Ugh, okay. Yeah, they weren't like fucking Chef's Kiss imported from, or Italy, I should say. They were from fucking Mike's in New Jersey. Yeah, Dirty Mike's from New Jersey. Okay, sure. That sounds amazing. Okay, well, it looked like an overall just a very lovely affair. Very not knocked down. Yeah, it was a lovely affair. I had a great time. I drank wine, and I'm not even a normal fan of consistent wine drinking. Usually, I tend to switch to um, a more a more hangover conscious alcohol of some sorts. So, alcohol of with less sugar and less uh, sweet sweetness factor, so that you get less of a hangover. But that's all they had was wine. So I was like, I'm going in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to live it up a little bit. Um, I guess on the note of wine, last week I went to a really fancy dinner with my work company. Mm -hmm. And they told me, like, Nick, we have to hit, like, a minimum for this dinner. And I'm like, ooh, say less. Don't worry. I Mm -hmm. will hit this minimum. And it was one of those opportunities where it was a very nice, like, kind of fancy upscale restaurant. And they Mm -hmm. had, like, a large wine list. And I ordered a couple of very expensive bottles of wine and they come out and I'm drinking the wines and you can tell that these are just significantly better than most wines you have. And like the, a couple of days later I ended up looking them up and they were like 96 and 97 points, which is very, very good. Um, Mm -hmm. But I woke up with a throbbing hangover and I don't know why, 
uh, corporate events are ever held on a Thursday because I was miserable on work on Friday. Yeah. Here's the thing. I do not give a shit how cheap of a human being I look or how riffraffy I look. I will put ice cubes in my wine. That is a hot take. Oh. I don't give a shit. Oh, Lucas, at a restaurant? Come at me. I will put ice cubes to hydrate myself so I do not end up with a hangover. Especially okay, white wine. I don't know about wait. red wine. I don't know about red wine, but... Wait, white wine. What do you what are you talking about? Like ice cubes in wine doesn't stop a hangover. Yeah, it does because you're hydrating your your it's water. It melts, so it's like you're hydrating yourself while drinking wine. Okay, why don't you just drink water on the side? Because there I there wasn't any water inside. There was only ice cubes inside. Wait, so you're telling me you were at the winery with your glasses of wine and you were dumping ice in it and sipping it? There is each wine came in like a bottle, like you know you could get bottle service, like yeah, came with, and it comes it came in the bucket. Bucket. So I just plopped a little ice cube, a couple ice cubes from the bucket into my wine. People saw me and started doing the same thing. They're like, "Oh shit, Lucas, that's a good idea. I'm gonna do that too." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't believe you." I'm like, "I do not welcome. believe you." Why would I? Why would I lie? Why would I make that up? No, no, I don't. I well, I I think I don't think you're lying about the ice cube thing because you seem to be like very. Married to this point of putting ice cubes in. No, but why wine. would I? Why would I lie about other people copying what I did? That is verbatim what happened. That is a crazy person thing to do. Like I think the fact that you're doing this, at, and I've been to the place you went, which it's definitely like a nicer. No, no, no. That's type Stonehouse. Of establishment. That's Stonehouse. The Rosenthal Winery in Malibu was the. Place I know. I was I've been. To, I've at. been to both. I've been to both places. They're both like mm-hmm. nicer. Yeah. yeah um, both okay. Nicer. Honestly, I'm shocked that they didn't escort you out. Because if, if I owned that establishment, I would have walked up to you and been like, Sir, Cedar Sinai uh, Psychiatric Unit is on its way. They're coming to 5150 you. Um, please pay your tabs. <laughs> Little did they know they should have because I wouldn't have stayed up till 4 a.m. in the morning. Then they would have seen me at 4 a.m. Then they, be, they should have been like, oh, fuck. We should have sent him to the hospital earlier. Yeah. To avoid Definitely should have gotten rid of him. 4 a.m. adventures. But yeah. Hey. Oh, well. All right, well, let's, uh, now that Nick and I have been talking about nonsense for the past, I don't know, however, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, let's take it over to our interview guest. We have Brent, Ben, I was going to say Bren Groen. Ben Groen, he is from New Zealand, who moved over to Florida to do barefoot water skiing. And he, you know, now teaches at a school there. He is big on TikTok. Feel free to look him up. But yeah, we just kind of interview him, ask him some questions, how he got started and, you know, the tricks he does, the videos he takes. But it was interesting stuff. So yeah, very, very not, not down. And it very was very uh, not, not down. This, this is like not, the epitome. This is the epitome of not, not down is what Ben does. So mm-hmm. hope you enjoy. Feel free to listen and continue with Nick as we close out the episode. All right. So, see you on the other side. See ya. Cheers. And we're back uh, from our break. We have an extremely special guest here with us today, Ben Groen, a uh, professional barefoot water skier. Um, and you. You can, uh, we, we found him through TikTok, uh, cool videos of him doing like everything and more on the water all while barefoot. Um, 
very much exuding the kind of not not down vibe that uh, you know we strive for and we like to talk about here on the pod. So I'll turn it over to you, Ben. Why don't you give us a little bit of uh, background on who you are and kind of how you got uh, to where you are right now? Yeah. Um, so I'm a professional barefoot water skier. Uh, obviously, it's a pretty niche sport. Um, water skiing is a pretty niche sport to begin with, and then the barefoot part kind of takes it even smaller. Uh, <laughs> I, I grew up in New Zealand. Um, I originally, that's like where my family's from, all that kind of stuff. And as small as the sport is here in America, it's even smaller in New Zealand. So like God knows how we got involved in it. Um, Okay. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned that because that's definitely one of the questions Nick and I wanted to ask was like, number one, we were going to ask where you're from. And then number two, we were going to be like, is this common, like barefoot water skiing where you're from? Like, how did, what, how did you come across this sport? Yeah, it's highly uncommon. Um, Like going through school, my family, all the other kids at school were like, oh, those are those poor people that can't afford water skis, but they just do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, is funny. That is funny. Yeah, that makes sense. But somehow, like way back when my uh, my grandfather grew up teaching his two boys, like my dad and my uncle, how to water ski, and they used to do it out in the harbor in New Zealand there. And they were out skiing one day and seen some guy go zooming by, like on his bare feet. And this is back in the seventies when that shit just never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and my granddad was like, "Boys, we're gonna try that. This is what we're doing." So I think my dad was like 16 at the time, um, him and his brother and my granddad, the three of them all just kind of like self-taught each other and kind of figured out the basics and got really involved in the barefooting scene when it was like literally at the beginning, beginning um, in New Zealand. Wow. I mean, in the 70s, I don't think it gets any earlier than that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, like boats, boats could hardly drag you fast enough to do it to begin with. Like there yeah. was a lot of stuff being improvised back then. And um yeah, they just, they kind of took off with it. My dad competed like in the early 80s and stuff and skied and competed nationally and internationally. So growing up as kids, it was just this big like family thing. Like summer's here, we're going to be skiing and traveling around and doing these tournaments. Um, so as a kid, there wasn't much choice for a while. Like this is what we're doing. We're skiing on our feet. Yeah. And I just, I did it for fun. I loved it. I was passionate about it, but I was definitely not competitive. I was definitely not on a high level. I just enjoyed like the whole atmosphere of it, hanging out with the people, like the whole vibe and everything that it brought with it. And uh, made my way to the States like back in 09. I was working at a summer camp, like doing this thing called Camp America. Mm-hmm. And after that, I said, shit, I might as well go to Florida. Like how often am I in the States? And the ski school that I now run, um, I knew the guy that was running at the time. And I thought, oh, I'll just pop in and get a few lessons. Like, I'll spend a week skiing there and practice and see what happens. And uh, I basically just never left. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had all that experience, I would imagine you probably wouldn't even need lessons, right, at the school? Uh, yeah, you'd think that, but I definitely needed them. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would say I would be like, I don't know, to put it in other terms, like I would be like a blue slope kind of guy. Like... Okay. And in New Zealand, it's yeah. a small pond, so it wasn't hard to be a fairly bigger fish. Mm-hmm. And then coming to the States and everything, I mean, there was there's this huge, like, next-level gap to get up to to compete, like, internationally yeah. at the open level, whatever. So I just, yeah, took took it on. The first week I spent there, I ended up spending six weeks and then had to go home and, like, ran out of money and a visa and 
all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So just, yeah, worked my ass off for about half a year to try and get back here again. And then that was the end of it. Like I was going to come for a year long stint and I just kept pushing it out and applying for different visas and a green card. And yeah, I've just run with it ever since. So why, why Florida? I don't know if you already said, but why Florida? Is it because like they have the most, like they have the freshwater lakes and it's pretty flat there and it's easy to water ski and barefoot water ski or? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's why the school was there to begin with. And that's why I'm still here now is um, like, obviously you can ski year round, like winter's not really existent. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like 85 today, you know, and like the water's still fairly warm. And we, we live in Winhaven. There's a chain of lakes. There's like 22 lakes that are all connected on the chain. I mean, you can literally ski any month you want, any day of the week, give or take, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, there's huge access to water. Anywhere you go, there's lakes. There's lakes everywhere. So for something like this, like the water ski environment, the ski school environment, it's just the perfect uh, mixing pot. Got it. Uh, got so it. I, I got a question. You mentioned like tournaments, and it seems like there's some sort of like international organization. Lucas and I are both a bit uh, ignorant as to this whole uh, entire community, other than seeing your videos. <laughs> Walk us through like what happens at a tournament. Like I'm assuming there's like judges or something, or how do you like yeah. win tournaments and like get popular? So there's, I mean, it's very similar to traditional water skiing, which uh, totally understandable. People probably have no idea how that works either. Um, it's just about the same kind of smallness. But there's three <laughs> events in a competition. You've got like the tricks, the slalom, and the jump event. And tricks and slalom are pretty similar. Like you get two runs up and down the lake. So you ski down, you ski back, and there's a timer on you. And tricks, it's as many different tricks. Like a lot of the stuff you see in my TikTok videos, as much as that as you can do in 15 seconds. Okay. You do two runs of that, and then the slalom similar, like you're just crossing the wake back and forth as fast as you can. Um, and then jump, you're going off a ramp, and it's measured by distance. So there's this whole computer system that goes with it, like that mm-hmm. will calculate how far you fly, and it's all distance based. And then there's like an overall title, so they combine all your three scores together, and that's like. That's the Mac Daddy, I guess, of uh, divisions. Like, the you know, be the Daddy. overall <laughs> champion. And is this something that you could eventually make it to the Olympics for? Like, I don't even think, I don't know if I saw anything this past summer in regards to water skiing or barefoot water skiing for that matter. Nah, it's, um, it's a bit of a shit deal, but I guess it's just what it is. Like, yeah, that's messed if, up. Yeah, I, yeah, don't get me started on like the ribbon dancing and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> I guess the Olympics doesn't let in uh, a lot of sports that involve a motorized vehicle or object. So, like, you'll never see motocross and stuff like that, Um, which I guess goes back to, like, when the Romans were just running around and throwing shit up and down the field. Like, they're very, I don't know, traditional in that way. Okay. So, we've never really been able to get our foot in the door, and really we probably won't be able to get our foot in the door, uh, like, on the Olympic level. Got it. Well, Got I mean, it. that's that's kind of bullshit. Like, like you said, the ribbon dancing. Even just watching, like it was uh, like children's skateboarding or something last summer. Or <laughs> it was just. I mean, they looked like they yeah, were there. everyone was like fourteen years old, and they were just like going down <laughs> like a ramp, like over and over again. Yeah. Um, you you would you would think that there would be a little more like access to that, but yeah. Whatever. And in, in fairness, there is um, so there is like a tournament called the World Games, which is. It's like the Olympics for the non-Olympic sports. So like, okay. it's it's recognized by the Olympic Committee and all that kind of stuff, and it's every four years. So it's the same mm-hmm. kind of deal. 
Uh, it's like the the XFL versus the NFL. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have as much like corruption and bribery as the actual Olympics? Because the Olympics are really good at that. You know what? It probably does, but like the Olympics, it's on a lesser scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're okay. saying like, like a $10,000 bribe will go a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. You can buy your way yeah. to the top a lot easier. Yeah. I bet they also like probably are cool with like the Russians just doing a ton of steroids. Yeah. 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 No, I, no questions asked. You can yeah. take whatever you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so are there any performance enhancing drugs in like the barefoot water skiing kind of world? Not that I've found yet. Um, <laughs> if if like there is, it's not regulated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's you, your your run is so small. Like it's that thirty seconds before and after. Like you'd be having to like sniff a line of pre workout or something like five minutes before you go to ski for anything to be like really yeah. performance enhancing. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Um, another question I had just on like the like how water skiing goes is it seems like you're out there for like pretty short bursts of time. Is there other than like just practicing going and over again, like doing your tricks and runs over and over again? Is there another way you prepare? Because I can, I'm imagining that this is probably like physically demanding on on the bottoms of your feet. So, I mean, yeah. do you do something to get ready for it? Do you, like, have any nerves left in the bottom of your feet? Or is yeah. it all calloused up? Mate, like, how does that work? That is, like, the number one most asked question, um, mm-hmm. like, on all my videos is what it does to your feet. And really, it does, like, if, if you haven't done it before or you just haven't done it in a while, um, your feet will get hot, like, if you ski for, a certain, like, a longer distance in one shot. Typically... They're probably at like some the, point like conducting electricity or you could like power on like the a little small city with that. Yeah, you know what? We need to get into that. Maybe we could do like, maybe like a little side hustle. Like there you while go. we're out there training, we're producing so many kilowatts on the side. Some type yeah. of energy. Who knows? You can invent a new type of energy that way. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean like 90% of the time it doesn't hurt your feet. There's this whole other niche in the barefooting world, which is endurance based, like seeing how long you can go. Okay. And like I'm, I'm famously useless at it, like because my feet do get so like hot after a while. Um, but there's been guys historically that have done that, and they've burned like holes the size of quarters in their feet because they're like too brainless to let go when it hurts. Yeah. Well, yikes. Is there like a certain foot size that like makes you better or like could you have like do the smaller feet guys do they usually suck and they just don't even compete? Yeah, like you want ideally you want like big flat feet. Like that's where it's at. Uh um, Got it. Got it. There's different there's definitely foot envy in the sport, which Got it. I so know, that sounds a little weird. So on top of having bigger feet is better, flat feet is also better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're more just like a ski. People with high arches usually just struggle a little bit more. Their feet will get hotter faster. Like, that arch tends to burn. Okay, good. Um, so you get these you get these little pricks that have, like, just started to hit puberty. And they're, like, 14, 15 years old. They only weigh, like, 100 pounds. And mm-hmm. you've got these, like, size 12 flippers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so they're, they're just good. flying through the air. They're just doing all the tricks. Yeah, like it takes nothing. They look super light. Everything's easy, but then it, then it catches up. It's like boom, here's puberty, and now you're with the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah there you go. I, I I feel like that's opposite most other sports. I feel like having like higher arches and stuff like that is usually helpful when you're playing other things. But 
And so I guess on top of that, like, does weight matter? Like, is it heavier the better or lighter the better? Oh, I'd say it's like, we always talk about it like off the water training, like your power to weight ratio. So you want to be like strong for your body weight, like whatever that is, like, you know, pull-ups and push-ups, okay. all that kind of stuff. If, if you're heavy, like we'll get people out there, we're teaching every day. You get this 12-year-old kid who's like 70 pounds and he makes it look piss easy. He stands up yeah. and skis down the lake and he's smiling. And then you'll get this gearhead, this like 220-pound guy, like go out there and he's just like fighting for his life and it's just hard work. It looks impossible. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And what are some things outside of the water you could do to, you know, make you better once you're in the water? Like what type of, is it, ba is it mainly arm-based, legs-based, or is it kind of all the, everything? Yeah, I mean, I can't lie and say it's leg based because I've got like chicken legs, so obviously okay. that doesn't require a whole lot. But uh, yeah. like a lot of a lot of just um, you know like mobility training, calisthenic type stuff, I guess. Um, okay. Again, like just a lot of that body weight based interval training, because it's 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 crazy. Like you'll go out there and you'll do that trick run in a tournament. You get up and you do your thing for fifteen seconds, which is like nothing. And you get to the other end of the lake and you're just like gasping for air, like you're yeah. exhausted. So just short bursts kind of stuff like that, um, trying to make it as relative to on the water training as possible. That's awesome. I would imagine that like the, the, the people that are winning all these tournaments probably have like full on like training regimens and stuff like that. Do they do like yeah. off water, like <laughs> I guess training and yeah, stuff to get ready? You, you try to be like to a degree... Like, when it comes to summertime, I guess, like, when it's peak season or when we're really trying to ski leading into a competition, like, whether it be the Nationals or the Worlds, you try to do more skiing than anything else because there's just, I don't know, there's no real ski shape like ski shape. Like, same again, like, snow skiing. You can do all the shit you want in the gym. Yeah. yeah. But the first time you go down a mountain, your legs are still going to probably be fried after a day <laughs> of skiing. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the water skiing. Like, the more time on the water you can spend, the better. Got it. So, I mean, another follow-up just about water skiing in general. How would you describe, like, the culture around it? Like, what, 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 like describe the type of people that, like, get involved in water skiing and are, are the not, – not only are involved, but are also, like, the, the top performers. Yeah, I'd say it's, um, like, pretty humble, eh? Like, real wholesome. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's such a small sport. I mean, like everything, there's people out there with egos and you get people that, you know, have something to prove and all that kind of stuff. But 90% of the community is just um, like very down to earth and grounded. Like everyone's, and again, I guess part of that's probably because there's no real money in the sport. Um, okay. I call myself a professional water skier, um, but I'm not professionally getting paid shit. <laughs> we make our money teaching people and running the school um, and giving lessons and that mm -hmm. funds our like whole lifestyle and training and preparing for these things so i guess with all that like people are just very humble down to earth like really pretty grounded so i would see so i i agree with you and especially meeting you that's how you seem but like similar to how like hawaii has like their locals only mentality is that the same with like different lakes in uh, florida by where you are uh we're pretty fortunate in florida um we don't really deal with a whole lot of drama uh, but I do, I travel like basically from Memorial weekend through Labor Day. I'm on the road, um, like traveling three days at a time or week to week to different spots in the States, um, teaching. Mm -hmm. So I end up like in a lot of different ski groups and cliques and different lakes and rivers. Mm -hmm. And 
when you start doing that, you do see like a lot of drama and, you know, there's just like, oh yeah, that arsehole up the river, like, you know, <laughs> he's always that, hey, well, we want to ski and he's yeah. screwing the water and all that kind of stuff. So you definitely see some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for the most part, I think it's just so rare to see somebody else doing it. People are like, holy shit, another barefooter. Like, what's his name? What's his number? Like, maybe he'll take me skiing one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make connections within the, the water world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Major networking. Got yeah. it. I, I'm, Got I'm it. just like, in my mind, I'm thinking like another comparison might be like professional bowling or something a little bit more of like a niche sport and yeah. i just know i know like the top like professional bowlers are all these like 50 year old like dad looking guys but they <laughs> hate each other and there's like so much drama in back and forth between them all right that being said i would imagine barefoot water skiing is a lot cooler than professional bowling <laughs> for sure oh i would say significantly cooler i'm just looking for like i i want to know about like are there like three top guys and they're all like hate each other's guts and they're going back and forth to being like the top barefooter spot no um so weirdly enough like when i first got involved with the ski school like the world barefoot center here in florida um the two guys that were running at the time dave small and keith said Orange, were like number one and two and they kind of dominated the sport from shit like 2004 up until like 2018, which was our last world tournament because of all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. They basically won every gold medal minus three for 14 years. They just ran the sport like straight and they're able to coexist and run like a ski school together and train the boat together. And then like, you know, I came along and came up the ranks and for a while there, you know, we were like one, two and three. And, um, it was, it's a weird dynamic because, like you're out there in the boat and literally like you're driving while your competition is training and it's yeah. like your competition competition. And then you see yeah. what they're doing. You see when they have a good day and a bad day and then you're going out there and doing the same thing and they're watching you and like there's no secrets or like, you know, training secrets going on behind the scenes. Like everything's very open book for us. And there are a couple of other guys down in Australia who were also competitive and like we really had no idea what they're doing until you go to a tournament, you see their scores and things like that. But between the three of us, it was just like very, just it's all out there in the open to see, mm-hmm. which it's kind of cool in a way, I guess, because like you go to the worlds and if someone beats you, at the very least, you want it to be like your business partner or your training partner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want it to be the actual like competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you do this all the time in lakes. Do you ever go out into the ocean or no, because it's too choppy? Yeah, biggest reason is just it's choppy. There's, there's a few people I've met like um, up in the northwest, like Pacific Northwest, uh, that ski out somewhere in, like up in Canada, I think, like British Columbia way. Like mm-hmm. God knows why, that must be the only place they can do it. But like it's very far and few between for them. It's going to be like a really not windy day and then you're still dealing with the swell and just a lot more unreliable. Um, I know a few guys around Florida that ski like the inner coastals and things like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's a little more controlled. But ideally, you're looking for like, yeah, really flat water and somewhere where like the wind's not going to be blowing. Plus, the lake is probably warmer. Like anywhere north, especially when you go more north, it's probably the water, especially in the Sweet. ocean, is freezing cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucas so. and I were also talking before this, since you are in Florida and in all the Florida waters, 
is it ever an issue with alligators? Is that like part of your uh, your training? How to dodge like the alligators while you're swimming? nah? That's like that's another one that um, <laughs> especially people that come to the school always ask about like you know what are the alligators and all that kind of stuff. And um, realistically, they're in just like about every body of water in Florida somewhere. But the lakes we're on, like we're pretty residential, so there's a lot of houses and stuff like that. And most gators that are out there, if they get to be like five or six feet. And they start like wandering around people's docks and things. Like if someone's got a cat or a dog or small pets, they'll want them out of there. So they call up some like toothless redneck in this little boat and he'll come out like with a rope and yeah, catch the thing and take it to a farm or turn into a pair of boots or I don't know what they do. But like (laughs) they, they had a boat come and mate like miles away and they're gone. Typically I'll get, I'll get a student and they'll be like, Hey man, I'd really love to see an alligator today when we're out skiing. It'd be really cool if I get a picture. I'm like, yeah, sure thing. And we won't see any. And then the next day, no, the next day someone's like, I'm scared shitless. I hope there's no alligators in this water. I don't think I can ski if there is. And then you'll go out there and you'll see like four within the first 20 minutes. (laughs) So it's a hit or miss. It's, it's, you never know. Yeah, it can go both ways. Oh my so, god. Well, how often do you go back to New, Ze- New Zealand to water ski or do you not because uh, Florida is like the best place you could possibly go? I was I mean I was fortunate enough to be able to ski growing up in New Zealand but like it's just again it's so much harder to find access to good water. Um mm. like the lakes are a lot more limited and then if you can get on one like finding the right time of day where it's not busy with boat traffic all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh can make it pretty tricky. So I've been back probably three or four times in the 11 years I've lived here now. Yeah. And that's more to like kind of see family, catch up. We've had some international tournaments like in Australia or New Zealand. So it's a good mm. excuse to go home. But yeah, typically skiing wise and training wise, the conditions are a lot better over here. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So switching over more to like your TikTok videos. Your TikTok is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, especially... <laughs> Uh, when you try to, I guess all the trends, you know, like there's TikTok trends. You try, I see that yeah. you try to make it and do it as you're barefoot water skiing. So exactly, how are you able to do this? Like, are these tricks that you've already done, or do you find something new every day? No, most of them, um, like, I guess from the bag of tricks, like I already have. But I, I kind of started uh, like a profile on TikTok about a year ago. And at first it was just like, oh, I knew a couple other guys that were into water skiing that had done one. Mm-hmm. And I finally just kind of caved in. I was like, oh, shit, I'll start a page and see what happens, you know. Yeah. Like, one video kind of randomly blew up and then a couple others did. And it was kind of like, wow, this is a chance to put the sport like into the mainstream, like where people don't see it regularly. On the right? map, yeah. Yeah, yeah like talking about these tournaments and stuff like nobody knows any of that exists so it just seemed like a really good excuse like a Mm -hmm. good reason to just try and push the sport and get more exposure for the sport Mm -hmm. and then obviously like the way to keep trying to get popularity is by doing different trends and things that pop up and i've always tried to stay true like every video i'll do has to be like barefoot water skiing like I don't want to end up one day and there's just like, I've got some dances going on or some other shit or that thing with the, the halo light that people are doing now. Oh, yeah. I hate that trend. I actually, <laughs> I hate that trend. I actually had a discussion uh, with my fiance that other day. I'm like, shit, I think I could do that barefooting. Like, I think we could make it work. And she's like, do you see that trend was ridiculous. And I'm like, well, it is, but yeah. like. <laughs> I think it, it would have to be like nighttime while you're doing it, right? Yeah, Exactly. 
See, that yeah. would be pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah. We'll look out for that one to see if you're able yeah, to accomplish Yeah, stay, stay posted. Stay posted. All right, we'll yeah. stay posted. But, so I've got a couple of, like, younger kids that used to train with us who are, like, in their mm-hmm. early, like, late teens, early 20s who are all into the TikTok stuff. So I always get them to, like, send me trends or be like, hey, you should do this skiing or what if you could do this? So usually that's how, like, I'll try to get some ideas funneled in there and... Mm-hmm. And then every now and then I'll try to put something like halfway informative. Like there's a few tutorials on there and things like that. Yeah, good, good. I mean, I would imagine like after a certain amount of time, you just run out of ideas. But I guess if you have like, you know, the kids that you teach and then especially the comment section, I'm sure people are always suggesting, try this, do this. Can you do this? Yeah, that was another big one that kicked off like end of last year was people started telling me to like ski on different things. Um, like can you do it in a pair of slides can you do it in crocs and all this kind of stuff which i think like eclipsed when i tried doing in high heels which was really tragic yeah oh Um, my gosh i could never even yeah how is that possible because you have the heel poking into the water uh it was one of the fucking hardest things i've ever done in my life um it very very barely happened like it didn't really work but the video was worth it and I always, I always went like the full mile. Like someone asked me to do like cowboy boots, and I put like the cowboy hat and did the whole thing. Yeah. So when it came to the high heels, like naturally, I had to like do it in a dress as yeah. well, you know, like to sell the bit. <laughs> so I, so I rolled up to the uh, like the Goodwill or Salvation Army, whatever in town, and found like the biggest pair of high heels I could find in the store, and like this big dress, and went and bought them. And the lady's like, "Oh, nice. these look really good on you." I'm like. Yeah, I hope so. Yes, they will. <laughs> Follow my TikTok and you'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, like, in Central Florida, I don't know how well received that is. Uh, I would imagine not. I would imagine yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's probably a few eyebrows raised there. But, um, but hey, if you're going to go all out, you're going to go all out. You have you to gotta, do the you bit. you got to sell the bit, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Everything or nothing. Yeah. When you are making the videos, like, how many takes does it try? Is it, you know, you, you're out there for, like, a whole day trying to get it right, making sure, like, the transitions are on pace or... Um, yeah. You know. hit, hit or miss. Like, some of them are super easy. Um, and then, like, I used to think there was some kind of, like, equation. I was like, all right, if I do X, Y, and Z and I post the video at this time, like, it'll blow up. And it just, like, <laughs> does nothing. Yeah. And then other ones, like uh, there was one recently where I was just down doing a clinic teaching people. Went out there for a run and one of the guys filmed it. And uh, I was like, hey, man, can you send me the video? He's like, yeah, sure. I was like, shit, he filmed it pretty good. Like it's all clean and clear. So I just stuck it up there without like a second thought and it blew up. And it wasn't like anything planned or intentional. Like a lot of the time, I think it's just luck of the drawer and like hitting this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had... I mean, I don't, I'm not viral or I'm not big or anything. I've had like one video go viral, but I think it is just hit or miss. Cause yeah, the more thought I put into something and the more I prepare, the more it fails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas sometimes we'll be like, Hey, you know, it'd be cool. Like let's do this. And it's like busy. I got shit to do at lunch. So we'll run out and we'll just do it once. And I'll be like, I got our stuff going. I'm like, whatever, we'll see how it goes. And then it just like takes off. Because some of them require a certain like cue or a drop in the sound or like how do you know you're hitting it right at that point? Do you just have to do you just do a bunch of videos and then see which one goes to the sound or? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the ones that like are to a track, we'll have to like we'll shoot it through and I'll jump back in the boat and then we'll like look at it with the sound on mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, like 
Let's try it again. Like, there was that trend recently uh, where everyone's, like, nodding their head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, me, my fiancé, another chick went out there to try and do that. And, like, that was the most takes I've ever done for a TikTok so far. Like, none of us could bob our head on time. <laughs> and uh, I think we finally just got, like, sick of trying it. And I was like, fuck it, this will do. Like, let's just see how it goes. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, cool. I def I definitely don't have rhythm. Like I'm not gonna pretend like uh Well I'm like I'm like wondering, does he have a does he have like a, a headphone, like a Bluetooth headphone in his ear? How is he like doing it so on point? But I guess sometimes it's hit or miss, sometimes you just have to try a bunch of times and see what, what works. Yeah, see if it works or not. Got it. Yeah, and I guess like just separately, like have you ever broken anything while attempting any of these tricks or doing uh barefoot water skiing? Ah, touch word, not really. I um, I broke my ribs like five years ago in training, just trying a trick. And it was something I've done like heaps of times before that. And mm. like, it was just bad luck. It wasn't like a nasty fall. It was just kind of the way I landed. Yeah. Luckily, that's like the worst kind of thing that's happened so far. Yeah. I guess when you're just doing like sports like this, like when I snowboard, I don't think twice, but I guess it just happens when it happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like I know, I know people that have hurt like knees and shoulders doing different stuff, but it's like you can't hang yourself up thinking about it. Um, yeah, it, if it happens, it happens. But same with the gators. More than likely, it's not going. If you come yeah, across exactly. a gator, <laughs> if it like, happens, it happens. It's if like it, sharks if in it the swallows ocean. me one day, so be it. Like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully they get it on camera and it goes viral one last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one last time. R.I.P. <laughs> one uh, way to go uh, out. Yeah, right. go out with a bang. Exactly, exactly. But uh, before we end, like, what's what's next? Like, what's the next thing uh, that's like on your, I guess, to do list? Like, is there another trick you're you're trying to like nail, or like, what's on the uh, agenda? Um, as far as tricks go, it's more, um, I guess like fine tuning at this point, like mm-hmm. we've done most of it in competition already. Um, I guess the two biggest things would be like a few years ago, uh, I put a new trick in the book. Um, like no one else had done before long line. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was able to chuck it in there and get it done, but I've still never actually done it in a competition. So describe us what that looks like. Um, so it's 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 really like exciting with the name. It's pretty literal, but it's called the overhead 360. So like you're skiing along, and then you basically pull the handle up over your head, spin around, and like come back to the front again. Okay. Um, so the ropes going like up and above you and coming back down. Whereas like a lot of the surface turn tricks we do, you're passing the handle behind your back and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I did it a bunch, and we got it put in the rule book, so it's an official trick. But I've never no. actually done it like in a competition <laughs> and i feel like it needs to be justified by like doing it in a competition it needs to, to be justified of, yeah like make it legit that way yeah 100 first to ever do it that's sick yeah so that'd be cool and then uh, obviously the big ones like we've got the our next worlds now will be in uh 2023 and like i've won a few silver medals but i've never won a gold so like that's the biggest of the big would be to knock off the world champion thing is that the next thing that you're going on the road for or are you going on the road uh, sooner than that uh next summer i'll be traveling around the states again just doing teaching clinics and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and we'll have the u.s nationals in texas like at the end of the summer but that'll be the next like big international kind of trip 
And we kind of always ask our guests uh, this question, but what would you tell someone who like is interested in picking up this sport? Uh, like a beginner level has never done it. Or just has uh, seen the TikTok and think it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely, like, don't be afraid to reach out. I've tried helping a bunch of people already. Like, people have kind of reached out a few times saying they want to try it. I'd be happy to give as much advice as possible online. And then wherever you are, if you're in the States, obviously come find me in Florida. But if you're not, there's other places, like, in the world that you can go to learn. Mm-hmm. And 100%, like, learn from somebody, like, that gives instruction and knows what they're doing you'll save a bunch of falls life will be a lot easier like your <laughs> testosterone field uncle on the lake at 5 p.m is not the way to do it yeah <laughs> no <laughs> and also uh based off what we were saying earlier we don't condone any use of um what, what yeah, were we uh, saying uh <laughs> performance enhancing drugs yeah yeah <laughs> we don't condone any use of performance Doesn't... enhancing drugs yeah <laughs> do not Keep it Do clean, not take kids. our advice. Keep it clean. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, thanks, Ben, for joining us. We appreciate it. Really quickly, Ben, where can people find you? Oh, uh, like my name, Ben Groen. Um, I think, oh, Ben underscore Groen, I think, on TikTok. Just my full name on Instagram. Those are my two big platforms. Perfect. All right. All right. Sweet. Cool. Um, and yeah, uh, Nick and I will be back uh, with some more topics. All right. Cheers. Thanks again, Ben. Sweet. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Okay, and we are back after that um, great interview with Ben. Wait, Nick, are you recording? Yes, I am recording. I am here. I am recording. Welcome back. Thank you again to Ben. That was very yes. fun. Thank you, Ben. My favorite part of like the whole interview, and he really undersold it, but he got into water skiing. Him and his family got into water skiing because they literally just saw some other dude doing it, and were like, all right, we're going to start doing that now, too. And they like that mm. became their entire like livelihood, uh, just from yeah. seeing some dude doing it once, so... That is pretty sweet. Uh, there's a lot of things that. that there's a lot of things I've seen other people do that I have wanted to pick up, but I just I can't can't do it. I don't have that ability. I don't know. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Maybe that drive or that determination factor. But you know, after after going through this interview with Ben, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up, and I'm gonna maybe not barefoot water skiing, but next time I see something that I really want to be a part of or I really want to pick up, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I, I still have not learned to ski and I've been, that's been my new year's resolution for like three yeah. years now, at least I still haven't done it. So, um, I need, you're talking about regular ski. Not oh, I'm water just talking ski. about regular skiing. I, just, this is long before water skiing, way before barefoot water, uh, you need a, water skiing. You need to get on a mountain and pick up a snowboard or some skis before first it. and then water ski. And then maybe we could take those away and you could try on your feet. But for real, until uh, then, dude, I saw a TikTok today of this, like, she must have been two years old, little girl who was snowboarding down a mountain. And I'm like, damn it. Like, I, I can't do that. And there's a little old baby doing it right here. So I just, yeah. I really needed to just commit to it. After just, hearing him talk and uh, after him saying, like, it has to be on flat water, I deserve a little bit more credit for uh, doing the wakeboarding on the Lake Tahoe with how choppy it oh. fucking was. Okay. That was ridiculous looking back. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking because I know that that lake is always choppy, but I was determined to wakeboard on that on the, on the that lake. He was determined. You were determined to wakeboard. And then the other thing is our boat was the biggest piece of shit 
I think I've ever seen. Ugh. It was it was garbage on the water, and it would take yeah. like thirty seconds to heat up enough to start going fast. So Lucas was getting waterboarded uh, yeah. for the first like twenty seconds uh, until the boat finally opened up. Yeah, but I've wakeboarded in like Lake Nacimento where it's at sunset. It's like perfect timing. It's like glassy lake. There's you know. No, there's no choppiness, no nothing, and it's like the perfect time. And it's so easy to get up, like anyone can. But, all right, well, then I'll have to, you know, now I have the urge to go uh, water ski and event, maybe even barefoot water ski, you know? So mm-hmm. we'll have to plan, we'll have to plan a lake trip uh, sometime in the near future. Yeah, that actually would be super fun. Um, I mean, I guess connected to that, we got already got to start thinking about uh, New Year's resolutions. That is around the corner, my guy. I know, it's, which it is, is a around little, the corner. A little shocking. sketchy, yeah, shocking, shocking to say the least. Okay, yeah, let's let's start thinking about it. Can't wait for mm-hmm. that. Can't wait uh, for the gyms to be extra packed. Can't wait for the holidays. Can't wait for the travel and for busy we should, season. What we should do is we should go review the episode of our last New Year's resolutions that we said, and we should see if we accomplished those. That is a very good idea. We'll do that on like the episode before we break or not break, but do like the, our, our year end recap. So we, we I'm will down. do that. That's a good idea. I'm down. I'm down. All right. Well, on that note, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell your pet iguana. And yeah. maybe and pick up pick up barefoot water skiing. Go reach out to Ben. He's more than welcome to tell you, uh, you know, how to how to get started. Give you tutorials on how to, you know, become good at it. Yeah, for all of our listeners in Florida, you know, had I think he's he's in Florida somewhere. I forget exactly where off the top of my head, but you can go take lessons from him. Uh, it sounds pretty sweet. And then uh, also for all the people, like we've been getting a bunch of new listeners and new followers and stuff, um, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. Uh, obviously, like people have been going back into the archives and listening to old episodes. So uh, yeah. we're getting we're getting closer to the end of the year. So we'll probably be doing some, you know, yearly also, roundup recaps and stuff. And also, don't hold us accountable for what we've said in the past. OK, we are each episode. We are new human beings. You know, our mistakes are behind us. What did uh, Kevin Alfaro teach us? If you if you are now with us, you probably have listened back to the Kevin Alfaro episode where he said the past is behind us and we must focus on the future. So yeah. meaning what we've said in past episodes are now behind us in the future has yet to come. So that's right. Yeah, we've, we've grown. We've evolved. We've changed. We're different people, but you can still listen to our episodes. Please do listen. Uh, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Keyword um, Nick follow. says different people. We are not. We are all different people. We are not better. Different. Different-ish. But better-ish. Yeah. New storyline. All right. On that note, follow us on at Not Not Down Podcast. You can follow Nick at N. Winicky. You can follow me at Lucas Huerta. And you can follow Ben at Ben Grown. Uh, Growin, I should say. Yeah, growing. Yeah, growing. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. All right. Cheers. Cheers.